Welcome to the Courage to Change a Recovery podcast. And this is your host, Ashley Lil Blassingame. I am back and so happy to be Woo! back yes! in time for our wrap up. Woo! And I'll tell you guys all about my hiatus and what I was doing. But today, I just want to thank Christiana for holding down the fort. Hopefully, you guys got to catch up on some episodes. I was listening to a couple shorts the other day. Just awesome content. Those you know snippets were really great. Good. I'm sure the listeners who were like, Ashley, wrap it up. This episode is too long. We're really appreciating those shorts. <laughs> Well, I think it's cool as a reminder because I was intentionally pulling a few of them from earlier in the year and they were just great reminders where it's like, even if you listen to an entire episode and you're fully engaged, you're not going to remember everything from it. So just pulling those shorts and pulling those inspirational pieces of content, I mean, it was it was teaching me stuff and just re-reminding me. And I, I even, there were a few of them where I was like, I don't remember this. I don't know why I don't remember this part of it. So hopefully everybody got some stuff from it too. We'll, we'll definitely be doing more of those in season three. That's exciting. I, I actually really- We have lots of ideas in. for season three. Lots of stuff you're coming your way. Well, welcome to the season two wrap up. And again, welcome back to Ashley Lowe Blasted Game. We have missed you so much. It is not the same without you. And thank you for letting me borrow your catchphrase. It just, I was like trying to come up with my own catchphrase to open some of the, you know, intros and stuff with. And I just was like, I just don't, you know, that's just not my thing. That's just, I don't have one. You have coined the catchphrase for the ep- or for the podcast. And so I had to like borrow it temporarily, but I'm now giving it back to you. Oh, th- well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I I did not mean You're to welcome. coin this catchphrase. Uh, I think it was coined by Marilyn Manson, which of course at this point in the world is kind of a rough topic. But um, <laughs> but yes, uh, yep. glad to be back. Glad to be back in the swing and and podcasting. And really, I'm I'm really excited to to just you know do some new fun things for season three and bring um, you know have conversations with different types of recovering people. And I think it's going to be fun for me, at least. <laughs> Hopefully it's fun for you guys. For, for sure. Well, it'll be, it'll be really fun for me because we're bringing on help. I know that's, we'll talk about that later because we'll go in order of, of our, of our chart here. <laughs> chat me up. But, um, Show me your chops. Chat me up. Okay. So, our our season one wrap up was actually one of the top ten episodes of all time, I and do, I don't understand. I understand you do. I fully understand. I need to read. Oh yes, because remember, I talk about all the ways I bungled season one. Yeah, so but that's always really know. fun and interesting to listen to. People don't know that until now they know. Yeah, now you know. Now you know. You got to go back. Now they know. The wrap up for season one was one of the top 10 episodes of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. So much fun. I think people like to know, you know, when you're you're so invested, at least this is my thought, when you're so invested in something, you're listening, you feel a connection, which are, you know, things that we hear from our listeners and, and something that just drives us forward. It's fun to hear where where the yeah, show has started. Yeah. And it's fun to hear those updates. Exactly. Or, and so what, I, we, what want, it, we just thought, oh, what was the box? What was the podcast cardboard box we made called? The, oh, the the um the foam shack. Foam shack. 
the foam shack. Yeah, the foam shack because <laughs> it was like made of this Amazon flimsy cardboard. Amazon boxes. Yeah, and, and it gave me. I remember because I was you no. Know, you stapled. I had like an anxiety <laughs> attack watching you staple. I stapled because the they shit weren't lined out of the foam. <laughs> I stapled the foam. So to this the is like cardboard box. If you guys are familiar with, yeah, the sound form foam, right? So if yeah. if you're familiar at all with, you know, just just trying to catch sound, you know, on on kind of like acoustically bouncy walls, you you know what we're talking about? It's that black foam that you put up, and and it it basically absorbs any extra kind of echoes and stuff. So we bought all this. It's actually kind of expensive. It's it's relatively expensive to buy, and so we our our idea was, well, let's just you know, the sound was all over the place. We didn't anticipate it. We're about to do another recording. And we're like, what do we do? And Ashley's like, we'll take it and we'll put it inside the box and we'll cover the microphones with it. Great. That's a great idea. Well, I am now diagnosed OCD. You're welcome. And so I didn't know that before, but I'm diagnosed OCD. My therapist calls me. She goes, you're sweet little OCD brain. And I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So Ashley starts, Ashley flips the box over and I'm thinking, well, we have, you know, this is the size of the box and there's... Um, you know, we can fit five and a half squares to the roof of each foam shack, or not foam shack, we weren't calling it that, but I'm doing the math in my head on how I can line everything up perfectly. And then we have this, the little like double-sided sticky tape and I'm about to start doing it. Ashley goes, you're taking too long. We <laughs> start. Just haphazardly stapling the foam to the, the box. shit out of that like, foam. <gasps> I uh, do not have any OCD at all whatsoever. Um, in fact, I would like a little bit. <laughs> I'm just like a tornado. And uh, yeah, so, so I stapled great. that foam and we were off to the races with that. We just put this, we put this little hut over the microphone and then we put our heads into foam shack so our heads we look like little ostriches putting our heads into the into the foam shack to do the so we were i was interviewing people and both of us would have our head in this in this little container which was really really special it was very intimate it was very intimate very so if like one of us missed a spot brushing your teeth it was definitely like (laughs) how you doing but then we built that our awesome little studio booth and then recorded in there and I interviewed people in there and now, and then COVID hit and it's been so sad. I miss interviewing people in the booth. I know. It's going to start again. I'm going to start again. We're going to do it. It's going to happen. There's, you know, I know we're, we've got high hopes for 2021, even though it it started out a little rocky, but it's going to be okay. So we, these are there's some fun facts actually about this. So oh, season two facts. started. So we started the podcast like season one literally started was March fifth, twenty nineteen. Season two started February fourth of twenty twenty. This has been a long season. We've been almost a year for the season. This is that's a long time. Our total published episodes for the season are sixty nine episodes. We have forty two guest interviews, sixteen after the episodes, and eleven special or bonus episodes that includes the episode shorts are you ready for our total downloads yep we ended season one at forty thousand, and we're still counting like this was just the stats that i pulled last night so that we could record this today over one hundred thirty-two thousand downloads now Woo! i'm freaking out that's amazing i'm like what what 
they, where are these people coming from? I know. We're just I, talking. They, we're just talking. <laughs> You're I, just I, interviewing people. It's so great. Awesome. We're. It's so amazing. I'd like them. <laughs> we're we're speechless. We can't talk. No, I was just thinking that I wish you guys would reach out more so that we knew who you were. That would be really cool. Okay, I do have a quick announcement about that. Oh, have um, they been reaching out? Figured and I just out. Don't know. No, 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 no. They've been reaching out and I don't know because our email address has been bouncing back. Oh my. Did not know that. God, Becky, look at her butt. Yes. It is so big. So so here's a generalized announcement. I want to put this out there because if anyone has tried at any point during the season. This is a bungle. if you remember, we changed our email address. This is a bungle of season two. Although I did not set up the email address. So, but I will still take full responsibility. Podcast at lionrock.life is our email address before it was podcast at lionrockrecovery.com, but we're shifting everything. So anyways, in the process of that shift, for some reason, the email address has a bounce back. So if you have tried to contact us at any point during the season for anything and did not get a response, it was not because we don't love you or don't want to hear from you because we do with both of those. So please email me directly. I'm only going to say it one time. C Kimmich. It looks like Kimmich, but it's Kimmich. C-K-I-M-M-I-C-H at lionrockrecovery.com. Send me an email. Let me know. I emailed you and didn't hear back. Here's what I'm wanting. Happy to get back to you and forward anything to Ashley. The only reason why I'm not giving you Ashley is, is because she has a zillion things on her plate. So <laughs> I will forward anything to Ashley. And in the process, we will get podcast at lionrock.life up and going for season three so that there are no more bounce backs. But that's what's been happening. It wasn't because we had a silent listener audience. It was because... You can also go... Back. Yeah, it is. It's bouncing back. I just I just tested it. You can also go to Instagram or Facebook and send us a message if you are on social media and we will respond there. Absolutely. And we're happy to respond. We want to respond. We love engaging with our audience. I'm almost in my third trimester. I'm acidic. What can I say? There's there's acid reflux. I can't do anything about it. Oh my god. There's a god. child pushing my stomach up into my ribs. Yeah. How far along are you now? Um Oh, goodness gracious. I'm 26 weeks, 27 weeks hits the third trimester. So here we oh go around I, the corner. Uh, I'm immediately grateful to not be pregnant. Well, okay. So I we, we were talking about this yesterday, how I whatever form of empathy I had for Ashley's twin pregnancy beforehand does not compare to walking through a pregnancy and actually being like, dear God, what was she going through? And if you're familiar with identical twins versus fraternal twins with identical twins, they share the same sack as they're growing. Sometimes. Sometimes they share a sack. Sometimes. So, so yeah, there's, it's, it's, so I just, any twin mom listening is going to kill me if I don't, if I don't correct you on this. There are, there are seven different types of twins and what? So, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But most of the time, identical twins are sharing at least a sack or a placenta most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. So you can have twins that, sh- that share a sack. You can have twins that share a placenta. You can have sh- twins that share neither. My twins, and, and the safest is they don't share anything. That's the safest pregnancy. But my boys, they each had their own sack and their own placenta. And so when you have, and it's called die, die, um, twins and, uh, they were fraternal. Some, every now and again, you get an identical set that have two sacks, two placentas, but if they're, and, and you can get 
fraternal that are sharing, but it's not common. And um, so mine had two sacks. They were in their own sacks with their own water, their own amniotic fluid, I should say. And they had their own placenta. So you get the weight of the babies plus the weight of two um, sacks plus the weight of two placentas and all the double hormones that the the placentas release a lot of hormones. So you have double placenta hormones. Oh my God. It was excruciating. (laughs) I already feel like, and I'm actually, my stomach's actually not that big right now. I actually, everyone that sees me, they're like, oh, you actually look a little tiny, you know? And yeah. And I'm appreciative of that because it makes it a little easier to. (laughs) 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 But I'm saying with that, the amount of weight that I feel like I'm carrying, I. Oh my gosh, just within, I mean, just the the amount of, of weight that the amniotic fluid just brings and the placenta. And I, I don't know what the actual weight is, but let me just say that it feels like a lot. I'm sure every pregnant you know woman or every mom will say that. And I'm just imagining Ashley with, I got imagining how would I feel with double this in my stomach? And it just sent me into just feeling so super thankful because I'm like, <laughs> I only got one in here. <laughs> I, I get texts all the time from friends who get pregnant and they find out they're pregnant and they'll text me like, I had to check. It was only one. <laughs> with how I've, sick I've I was scarred everybody. Totally. When, with how sick I was in the beginning, I went on a trip. Like I was, I think I was like six or seven weeks pregnant and I went on a trip and, and saw my grandmother and, and my mom and just some people on that side of the family. And and uh, they all would make jokes. They'd be like, oh, you've got twins because you're so sick. You've got yeah. so many hormones. And you're I'd like, be like, this is not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say, I know twins are a blessing. Kids are a blessing. But um, just the process, process isn't fun. Yeah. So I'm thankful we're rounding out, you know, started season two, not pregnant, ending season two pregnant, which is really exciting. And season three, you know, I'll take a little hiatus to have the baby and, and yeah, so that'll be fun. It'll also be fun to not be pregnant anymore at some point. That'll be yeah. really fun. That was, that was very exciting, exciting for me. <laughs> I was very excited to not be pregnant. <laughs> Because you even had the pregnancy rage. That's the thing that oh makes me laugh the hardest. Oh my God, the pregnancy rage. I had such bad people. <laughs> Some people have pregnancy, like they cry at everything and they're really emotional. I had pregnancy rage and I just was so angry. Poor Dak. He was just, I was just like an absolute psycho, completely angry at him all the time. I felt like he was ruining my life. I don't know why he doesn't do it. And he was, he's never been nicer to me than when I was pregnant. But oh man, oh man. I was I was constantly threatening to leave. Constantly. He's like, where are you gonna go? Oh no. My my huge pregnant Yeah, I could barely walk and I was like, I'm out of (laughs) here. You had to sit at one point while you were working. I remember I didn't know you at this point. I met you, I think, when the twins were just turning a year or maybe a little over, I think they were just over it, like a year and four months. But I remember you telling me the story that you were on bed rest, but you were still working. And so you had to work sitting in a chair and you had to roll everywhere that you wanted to go. So if you wanted to get a snack, you had to roll to the kitchen. Yep. I had a I had an office chair that I because I, I couldn't really walk and oh. and every time I did walk when I stood up I would pee and so I <laughs> so I would just like pee on the ground yeah. and uh, and there were a couple times where Dex like the the dog keeps you know peeing everywhere and I'm like nope that's me um, 
And uh, so it's rolling. So I was in a desk chair rolling around the house. There's a picture of it somewhere. My 30th birthday I is December 27th and the twins were born January 11th. And so <laughs> there's a picture of me like scooting around the house in this chair, um, in this office chair, just like, as, like part of the crew, you know, like... <laughs> Like, hey guys, it's just me and screwing around. My sister was like, the look on your face was just <laughs> so she's like, I just I had so much pity for you. I'm just like absolute <laughs> devastation. I was like, let's just let's just get this shit done. Well, and then I can only imagine that just weight carrying you forward too. And just oh yeah. I did do constantly. I did do physical therapy to learn to walk normally again. Oh God. <laughs> Oh my god. You'll be fine. You'll be you know, fine. I was going to say I, all I have to do is if I'm having like a tired day or a day where where I'm I'm just like, "Oh, I'm over this. I don't I don't know how much longer I can handle this." You know, I just think of that and I'm like, "You know, I'm really doing well today." <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd think of triplet moms. Oh. Can wait. What about octo mom? I what, can't like, even go there. I don't even understand that. How like, did that happen? How does that um, in vitro? Oh my Gosh, yeah, she carried him. I mean, no matter what the controversy with Octo Mom, if you guys don't know who that is, look it up. That with the why can't I talk? This woman in she's was California based, right? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, um, really a real feather in our cap. Um, <laughs> she, she, uh, I think she was even, in, I think she's even in Orange County. Uh, yeah, they it was that was complete. Uh, each baby was tiny and it was no bueno, but they, yeah, I mean, she had eight babies, but she already had a ton of children too. And she was single and it was just, yeah, some ridiculous situation. Like it's, she, she's like a, an animal hoarder, you know, like where you go in and it's like, you know, you have like 300 dogs running around except hers are children. And Oh uh, my gosh! I, yeah, I I don't. She's she just has litters. I don't know what the. I don't know why. She literally, she has yeah. actual litter. I yeah. feel like there are dogs that have fewer puppies than than that woman. Yeah, I that whole situation is special. It's special, and if she can carry eight babies, I can carry one. And as Peter has been saying, Peter, Peter is my father. Peter is Ashley's father. Peter Loeb from episode eight, amazing episode, season one. Listen to it if you haven't yet. Peter is, is now my direct manager. And, and so he, he, we check in on, on a bunch of stuff and then he switches gears to like dad mode. And he's like, he calls me CK. He's like, CK, how is gestation going today? Are you feeling all right? <laughs> and then he always tells me, you know what? I, if, if millions and billions of women did it before you, you can do it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Look, like, I always, I always am like, yeah, thank, thanks, sir. For that, that great, you know, the, I don't know, for me personally, the last people that I wanted to hear Jack shit from was some dude who had it been through. I, ha- I had one at a specialty doctor and he, a male. And, you know, I mean, the fact that he was a specialist definitely helped his cred. But there's just something about like, well, you know, you can do this. I'm like, dude, just calm down. Calm down with your like... <laughs> Calm down with your whole hand up there, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're like, you have no idea. Yeah, he'd be giving happening. me pep talks with his hand up my ass. I'm like, you know what? Let's just let's just save the coaching for later, okay? 
I'm good. Just make sure everything's good down there. My husband has been a saint through this whole process. And I actually asked him and he said, you've actually been a very easy pregnant woman, which I'm glad because I feel like I've been a little high maintenance, but the other day, so my ribs keep popping out. Anyone who's listened to this like podcast knows that every once in a while, my ribs will just go out. It happened. Old injury. It's just, it just is what it is. You know, it's, it's kind and of normal. She starts walking around like the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> it's like quite literally, quite literally is hunched over and walks like that and just, and tries to act like it's normal, like tries to play it off. Like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, really? Cause you're at a full 90 degree right now. Well, it's like I have to, like, I have my chiropractic appointment, you know, usually gets scheduled because I'll call him and be like, emergency, the ribs are out. And he's like, can you come in at 3.30? And I'm like, sure. So I have to go through the rest of my day, like, functioning. And so the best way to function is just to freaking ignore it. So you just take some Tylenol and ignore it. Just, it's, you just watch or walk like the hunchback of Notre Dame, move on. Just know it'll get put back at 3.30. My God, it's the funniest. I'm like, dude, I can't watch you walk around the office like that. It's too much. Wait, it's I just so want to say, I got, I just got a text message. This is this is really good. So oh, no. this is... I, I How they got my phone number, I cannot tell you. Um, but Cancun Fresh Mexican Grill just texted me that they're now <laughs> serving breakfast burritos Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> the GM, sincerely, oh the GM. Uh, so, anyways, Cancun I'm getting, Fresh Max. I just want to say I'm getting text messages about <laughs> the <laughs> the breakfast burritos. <laughs> the random stuff that yeah, happens seriously. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that. I was like, wow, okay, so. I love it. Well, and as we digress, but you know, hey, pregnancy has been a part of season two. So, hey, we're we're open about it. We're going huge shout out to my husband for, you know, being amazing and being a saint. Although I'll take some more back rubs. Love you, babe. That's how you you got into the situation in the first place. (laughs) Oh, totally. Oh, he, oh, this is what I was going to say real quick. He goes, and again, he's been, I, I really, He's been amazing. I mean, just so supportive. If I need food, he runs out and gets it like immediately, like huge sense of urgency. He's been so helpful. One night he was really, he doesn't like to massage my back for very long. His hand cramps up and gets Mm, tired. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. all right. I'll just go ahead and relax then. So my rib was, I mean, really hurting. And I, you know, it's nighttime. Can't make an appointment till the next day. So I was like, hey, can you please rub this like, like right under my shoulder blade? Please, please, please. I, I can't do my percussion gun right now. There's all my remedies. Like I, you know, I can't do, you know, just because it's just not safe right now. And, and um, so he's like, okay. So he starts rubbing my back literally two minutes. He goes, babe. My hand's really hurting me. Can I stop? And I sat there and I was like, mm. I turned around and I go, hey, babe, my body's really hurting me. It's 24-7. Can you manage 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, seriously. you That was a very nice way to put that. <laughs> and he's like, all right. I'm like, And I, I think I said something like, I think your hand will be okay. <laughs> It'll recover this evening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think you'll be okay. We'll make you an appointment for the for the for the hand doctor tomorrow to like get you through this. And get you, want you some, some ice yeah. for that. Is that does that hurt real bad? Is it stretching? Is there something <laughs> growing in your hand? No. 
<laughs> fine. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, jumping back to our stats. Guest topics covered. I have to say, Ashley, I was so just in just enthused by how you took this season and you really you really were the one that purposed to have so many different stories represented all different types of of people getting all different types of sober basically and I, I just think it made the season so much better because there were people who were coming from all walks of life from all walks of you know, different means of of getting sober in different ways and how it worked for them. And I, just to have that represented on the show is just, I didn't realize until hearing it how meaningful it is and how important it is. So, so huge kudos to you because as I was kind of typing up this list, I was like, wow, we really got that, you know, variety that you were wanting to go for this year. Huge shout out to you. And I think it meant a lot to a lot of our guests as well. Thank you. And so some of the topics that we had covered were getting sober during COVID, social justice, which was a huge theme for last year and ongoing to this year, sugar addiction, self-injury, self-harm, talking about the LGBT community more and representing that more. Uh, The guest that came on who was intersex, that was a new thing. The societal and normalization of alcohol, prescription pill addiction, that came up a lot more. ADHD. And as well as, you know, just our recurring themes from last season, which was substance abuse, domestic violence, I think sexual assault and trauma, compulsive shopping was a new one as well. Narcissistic abuse, that was represented much more. Um, Divorce, suicide, eating disorders, grief and loss was also represented Mm -hmm. a lot more. Mm -hmm. Family members of addicted loved ones. PTSD and trauma was talked about a lot more. Being a celebrity in recovery, we had some exciting people on dysfunctional families, homelessness, parenting and recovery, childhood trauma, codependency also is represented more this year. Adoption. Adoption. Yeah, that was a huge one. My friend Whitney came on and then there were other people that came on too and talked about it. Yeah, that was amazing. Such amazing stories. We are now in 92 countries on six continents. We still haven't conquered Antarctica. (laughs) Losers. (laughs) What are they doing? They're just behind the times. I, I think if I had to venture a guess, the, the, anyone the by there is struggling. Maybe it's struggling, and or they're just like they wake up and they're like, "How do I stay alive today?" Probably. So maybe and I think you know, I think I think the other six continents have been doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, we ended last season in seventy-eight countries, and this year we ended with ninety-two. So we, we're spreading across the the globe. Um, We had six podcast guests that were listeners. Some special guests to note were Noah Shaw of episode 44, Amy Dresner, the author from episode 47, Jody Sweeten, actor, and uh, you know her probably more prominently from Full House and Fuller House, um, but also she's done a variety of movies and TV appearances as well. She's episode 57, Claudia Christian, episode 66. She's a very well-known sci-fi actress. And Arlena Allen of episode 71, who is the amazing host of the ODAT chat. ODAT chat. Woo! I know Ashley came up with her own theme song for that one. Do you remember that? (laughs) No, I did? Yeah, you did. It was ODAT chat. Oh, yeah. Chat, da, 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 oh, da, chat. We should submit it to her and see if it gets picked up. Totally. Okay, so top 10 episodes of season two. 
I would do a drum roll, but I don't have a drum roll sound. We've got, I'll actually go backwards. I should have written this backwards, but I didn't. Number 10, Amy Dresner of episode 47. Number nine is Mike McAllister of episode 39. Number eight was Jody Sweeten of episode 57. Number seven was Ashley Morgan of episode 38. Number six was Michael Collins of episode 62. Number five, Carrie Andre, episode 45. Number four was our bonus episode about someone living as an intersex person, Jessica Book. And that came out in June. Uh, Number three, Kimberly Russell, episode 33. Number two, Kendra Allen, episode 35. And number one episode of season two was Michelle Murphy, episode 34. Woo! Well done. Well done, everybody. And then the top performing episodes of all time. We've got number 10, Melinda Dixon, season one, episode 21. Number nine, Kendra Allen, season two, episode 35. Coming in at number eight is the season one wrap-up episode, uh, which was a bonus episode of season one, which is our last one, uh, like the one that we were doing today. Uh, Coming in at number seven, Dr. Ken Starr, season one, episode 26. Coming in at number six, Emily McAllister, season one, episode seven. Number five is Brittany Carbone, season one, episode four. Number four, top performing episode of all time is Pat Denbo, season one, episode three. Number three is Michelle Murphy, which is season two, episode 34. That one made it up there. And the top two episodes of all time for the Courage to Change Recovery podcast. Number two is our very own Bayon McDermott, season one, episode two. And of course, the lovely Ashley Lowe Blessing Game, season one, episode one, the starter episode. Woo, that's you. That's me. <laughs> you still win. I did it. <laughs> she won. I win. <laughs> it's so cool to be able to look back and see what episodes have held, which ones have come mm-hmm. up through the ranks. I, I, the wrap up being on the top 10 just cra- really cracks me up. I just think people like to be in the know. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. It's just funny. <laughs> I know. I wonder where this one will come in, especially with all the pregnancy like, stuff we're talking especially about. Especially look at the other one, like the other episodes that, this, right. you know, like that. Right. But, th- but that's, but that's been the big one, which is so great. Some fun facts about this season, things that happened. So many things have happened. I feel like the world totally shifted and changed in season two. Well, in the very beginning, we rebranded our logo and our colors. And um, at the beginning of the season, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Forever. Thank you to Ashley's little sister, Marina Loeb. She is phenomenal. She is the one who rebranded our stuff and we just are so appreciative of it. We've gotten nothing but great feedback. Go to marinalobe.com. Marina, M-A-R-I-N-A-L-O-E-B.com. Crazy talented artist. I mean, just the stuff she puts out is just mind blowing. So check her out and huge thank you because we couldn't have done that without her. COVID hit one month after starting season two. We only recorded a total of five guests in our in-person booth before switching to being fully remote. And that has a fun story. Should I tell it? I have no idea what the story is. So, so (laughs) yes. the story was my my intuition. So, oh, um, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Good call. And how weird that was. Okay, so about 
let me see, about three weeks before lockdown, Peter Loeb, who's our CEO for Line Rock Recovery, Line Rock Recovery is uh, the main sponsor for this podcast. And so I basically, if we need new equipment, I go to them and say, please. And they say, okay. So it's it's fantastic. So I have this thought because the twin, I think, Ashley, you'd gotten sick at one point, not with COVID, just regular cold sick. And then the twins had had gotten something, I think it was like in, in January, December or something. And I had gotten sick. Probably, probably licking the ground or something. You know, just being yeah, kids. The usual. Um, and so I had this thought and I was like, you know, Ashley and I should have some recording equipment at our house. Like we should have like a small setup at each of our houses just in case one of us gets sick. And anyone who's recorded a podcast, music, anything knows that there are last minute things that come up and you do need to do last minute recordings or even if it's one sentence or replacing something, it will totally happen the night before or whatever. And so I just, this is three weeks before lockdown, I had this like really strong feeling. So Peter had come into town. I met with him and said, hey, explain that. I said, you know, can I get an approved budget to get Ashley and I equipment? He said, absolutely go right ahead for it. I marked it on my calendar. It was March 5th, I believe, is when I marked on my calendar to go and pick up equipment because I ordered it online and I just needed to go pick it up at Guitar Center. And because they had these like podcaster packs and that's what I was getting. And so all of a sudden... I think it was the next week, if I'm not mistaken. I just remember it all happened within a week of each other. I went and I picked up the equipment, brought it back to my house, and I was just going to like give it to Ashley kind of whenever. We would kind of tend to see each other like every couple weeks. We don't live very far from each other. And then we got... it. I remember it was a Tuesday and lockdown orders came through. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, this is happening. Because, you know, everyone was just watching and... I don't think lockdown was on anyone's radar. No one was thinking this was going to be a global pandemic. At least at least I didn't personally. So, but we were watching the news and so as soon as we got the lockdown orders, I texted Ashley and I was like, I am going to drop this off at your door. I'm going to wipe it down with Clorox wipes and just oh, yeah. set it up. So I did that. I I wiped it down with Clorox wipes, dropped it off at your door and I was like tell me when you come out and get it because this is a lot of equipment. <laughs> I don't want to leave it at your door. I remember, and like, I remember you wiping it down. I was like, it, it was so early in the whole thing that we were we were still, you know, panicked. Mm-hmm, completely panicked. And then it, it was like at that point that everything was talking about what, how long the virus would live on plastic versus cardboard versus glass. And so I just thought, okay, I'm just going to wipe it down. You, you know, pick it up with gloves, wipe it down. So we have our, you know, equipment now at home. And thank God that happened. And I followed my my intuition with it because we've been recording from home ever since and haven't really ever. I know you've gone into the office a couple times after it opened up, yep. but we haven't been able to record together in person or any guests since then. So it's just been like, that was actually, that was really crazy thinking back to how insignificant that thought felt. It was just like, oh, this is a really good idea just to kind of cover us and make sure that we're good. And, you know, we can, we don't have to rely on going into the office every time we need a new recording or a new hook or intro or whatever, which is what we were doing before. And then it ended up being literally, literally how we functioned on a daily basis for the, for the next year. So crazy. I mean, just note to self, listen to intuition. Listen to intuition, definitely. And it was 
I remember having a huge sense of urgency about it, but I wasn't panicked about it. It wasn't like, oh no, something bad's coming. It just, it was in my mind constantly. And I was like, this is something I really need to do. And I just thought, I guess what my thought was, was, oh, we might run into a situation where maybe the kids get sick yeah. and Ashley's, you know, kind of homebound for a couple days, which is so normal. You know, it's just, that's what happens whenever you have kiddos. So yeah, so that's, that was probably the craziest thing to me in season two. Just thinking back, because if we hadn't done that, I mean, we maybe would have been able to purchase equipment on Amazon and stuff, but we would have had to do a hard stop. We wouldn't have been able to really do anything after that. So kind of crazy. Well, thank you for your intuition. Oh, you know, thanks to the person who sent it to me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Then we did, then we had the COVID hope cast, which you did. I remember, yeah, I was like, what is this? What's happening? <laughs> You're like, oh, I, uh, I put together a hope cast. I'm like, great. I don't know what that means, but it sounds great. Uh, COVID hope cast was one of the podcasts. Uh, super proud of large handful of guests uh, you got together and they read inspirational stories, scriptures, poems, and verses to inspire hope during the dark days of early COVID. My God, that was just, I remember going outside and, and it, it was at that point where like, we didn't know if it was in the water. We didn't know if it was in the air. Like we just, like it was, you yeah. were scared to go down the street, you know, it was, we just did not know what was going on. That was like early, early on. And that was when the hope cast. Oh, wow. Someone from Italy emailed us. Apparently, this is when the email address was still working. This was before. Yeah. Uh, and uh, someone in Italy emailed us, thanked us for doing the podcast, said he was in quarantine in the height of the pandemic, and that he said listening to the podcast really helped him. That's awesome. That made me cry. I screenshotted it and I actually forgot that until just the other day I was looking back through my pictures, just trying to clear off my phone, and I had screenshotted it and... I mean, I remember crying getting that because, you know, Italy was just in, you know, all over the news for how hard they got hit. And they were really the first to be so publicly shown, you know, everything that they were going through. And I remember this man's name was Paolo. So thank you. Shout out to Paolo. If you're still listening, sending you lots of love. Yeah. um, Yeah. Hopefully everything's going well. And then um, I did the three panelists... Oh, no, three panels for National Online Recovery Day, um, which is September 22nd. We got to feature some of this through the podcast. Got to interview Danny Trejo, Jody Sweeten, Gabby Bernstein, which was just next level, the whole thing. Okay, what's ahead for season three? That was amazing. Is is there anything that I missed in regards to like fun facts from season two? Yes, I'm asking you. (laughs) How about what? Girlfriend, I don't know what day it is. (laughs) <laughs> the days literally blur <laughs> together. I don't know what day it is. Like I sometimes have to check my legs to see if like when the last time I shaved them was to make sure I'm showering. It's really... Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, well, it looks like I shaved a day ago. I must have showered. Yeah. So that's that's how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so oh I, I have no idea if you missed anything. I don't think so, but that shouldn't. That should not be any confidence. 
we'll rack our brains about it. But go ahead. Okay, what's ahead for season three? Because we are, FYI, taking a little bitty hiatus. This is going to be our last podcast for season two, taking a little break so that we can ramp up and get going and get recordings going for season three. Season three, keep an eye out for our our Instagram because we will announce when the first podcast of season three is coming out. We're thinking it's going to be about a month break. So just keep an eye out for mid-March. Use that time to go back and listen to podcasts you haven't listened to. We have so many things between yeah, definitely catch up. guest interviews, now the episode shorts that have just come out after the episodes, which the after the episodes, if you're not familiar, are great ways to get kind of like a bite-sized kind of summary on what a pod a guest interview podcast was about and then deep we deep dive into different topics just that the podcast covered so if you don't feel like listening to an in, like entire episode we cover two episodes at a time with that so kind of helps you catch up quickly so ahead for season three we hired a new production coordinator to the team her oh. name is ashley and her last <laughs> name starts with a b so that's interesting and yeah, we're really excited about that, Ashley B. And uh, we have some website updates coming. We're going to do some videos of podcasting. So we're going to add some visuals, possible live recording. And oh, reminder to people who have asked about being a guest, please go to lionrock.life and go to Courage, the Courage to Change website. And there is a guest application there. So if you are interested for season three, there is a guest application that needs to be filled out before we can make any decisions about that. Mm -hmm. And if you have trouble uh, finding that, it should be under the contact button. If you're under where the, where the, um, under the, the courage to change uh, where we have like contact us. That's where the guest application is, but we will also link it to these show notes. All you need to do is click on the icon of this show, scroll up and the show notes will appear and we will put the guest application under there. If we do not get back to you right away, it doesn't mean that your application is not being considered. We have actually had a lot of people email in. Thank you all so much for emailing in. And we are doing our best to get back to you as soon as possible. And now that we have another person coming onto the team, which, oh, thank you, God. I'm so excited. Um, she's going to help. And not only is she going to help me with a lot of the kind of behind the scenes production, but she'll be taking over as I go on maternity leave in May and helping Ashley move in moving everything forward so that we don't have any hiccups. So we're really, really, really excited. Ashley, welcome to the team. Sending shout out to you. Um, and we'll have her come on and we'll introduce her as well. So you guys know who your podcast team is. But yes, again, fill out your podcast guest application if you are interested. And again, if we don't get back to you right, right away, um, just know that we will as because we will be reviewing for season three. If you go to linerock.life, and you click on the courage to change or you click on podcast. Also, there's a search button, uh, which is pretty cool. And if you go click on view all episodes and then search for podcast episodes, you can even type in different keywords from the episode. So you could type in grief or you could, you know, whatever it is, trauma, and it'll pull up all the episodes that have those themes in them. So definitely check that out. And um, also on linerock.life, if you go to 
meetings. There are where there's community table, which our chef creates a space for people who are in recovery where health and mindfulness intersect through meal preparation and human connection. And you can come and join that. And we have our community meetings, which are support groups that are not 12-step based and then also the 12-step based meeting. So all of that is on lionrock.life. And uh, it's meant to be, you know, free resources for for everyone that they can access online um, along with the podcast, listening to different stories and hopefully help people through this crazy time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for for bringing that up. And I'll also link that in, in the show notes as well. Gosh, this has been I mean, this season's been so exciting. Thank you to all of our guests for coming on and sharing your stories. And didn't it just kind of feel like a whirlwind though? You know, everything just like, is, yeah, yeah. How interesting that we podcasted through an entire pandemic. I mean, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it is cool. And I think it's, it's definitely like a fun record to have too. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really grateful that we had this medium too, because I know I listened to a ton of podcasts during this time. I've always loved Doc Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, but I, um, I actually really got into Joe Rogan's, uh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's podcast, listening to a lot of interesting guests. So, you know, it, it helped me as well, you know, having podcasts to listen to different content, you know, getting through this. So hopefully this, these stories helped other people too. It's been quite the year. It has been. We've all made it. We made it. We're on the other side. (laughs) Going, chugging into season three. And oh my gosh, I'm just so excited. I feel like we're starting season three, you know, with a new team member. So we're going to just have more support and be able to offer more things to our audience and to our listeners. And I don't know. I just feel really good about this season. I feel like I've learned so much every season I look back and I'm like, I can't believe how much I've grown as a person just by hearing these stories and being able to digest them. And, and it inspires me, you know, to get my own help and change. And, you know, it's, I've definitely been inspired to go into therapy, had to do it at one point because hearing these stories are so difficult, you know, it really kicked up a lot. And so, you know, I'm back in therapy and, And we actually, this was what I wanted to say. I forgot to say this, but we put out that episode this season called Therapy Talk Part One. And I had every intention of sharing my therapy journey and where it was going was the setup for me to start doing EMDR. And we'll share this again because we'll do a part two. But the reason why part two hadn't come out was because we started prepping. And, you know, there's a couple weeks of prep that needs to happen before you do EMDR. And for some reason, my therapist and I started getting like kind of, it was almost like, and she's not a forgetful person. She's really, really intelligent and really has her stuff together. So she'd be like, oh, I forgot we didn't do this genogram. Oh, I forgot we, have you done this? Have you done the family planning worksheet? Have you done, and I was like, no. And I remember thinking there were like three weeks that went by and I was like almost kind of frustrated. And I was like, okay, like I want to, let's get started. I'm ready. I come to each therapy session thinking I'm going to do EMDR and we haven't started. Well, I show up to a session and it's literally like the week before we were supposed to, we were going to start because we'd gone through all these things that had been forgotten. And I find out that I'm pregnant and you cannot do EMDR when you're pregnant. And so I found out when I was like four or five weeks and 
so that was exactly when all those little like yeah things were things happening started happening to almost stop it and my therapist was like thank goodness we didn't do that because it's not that it'll like like forever harm the baby but there's a lot of potential things basically as you're processing exactly and as you're processing the emotions she said that the baby just feels everything everything because you're processing it through that area and it's really coming out and you're it's like this concentrated amount talk therapy is completely fine so I continued with that but not specific concentrated trauma therapy so after I have my little girl, then I will be doing EMDR and that will show up as an episode. But in the meantime, I do have some neat things that I've continued to learn in therapy that we will share in a part two. So that's the only reason why that happened uh, or that I guess part two hadn't come out was because it was supposed to be about EMDR. And then all of a sudden I get blessed with a little child in my stomach. Definitely did not think I'd be coming, be becoming a mom maybe ever, but during a pandemic. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and here it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. so that's exciting. But I yeah, that was one of the points that I forgot to actually write down as I was kind of preparing this. So, but yeah. Yeah, I'll just say this. Like, so pandemic was super hard for me. I ended up like dealing with a lot of depression towards the end of the year, which I always... I have seasonal affective disorder, which is, is like... It sounds kind of ridiculous, but I really do have it. Like it really, it really affects me. And my food stuff started, like I was really trying to get off the sugar and the flour, could not get off of it and was struggling. Anyway, I ended up going to a nutritional health center treatment type place for 30 days in January, which is where I was when we were taking that break. And it was just an incredible experience for me. If you had told me a month earlier that I was going to be able to pull that off with work, school, kids, all of it, I would have said there's just literally no way. And I was able to do that. And um, so I'm definitely going to be talking about that a bunch in season three. So stay tuned. But yeah, that is it. That's the, that's the teaser. <laughs> that's a good teaser. That's the teaser. I wasn't sure if we were going to just to close that before season three. So that, yeah, I, fig- I, I mean, I just, I think it's, you know, I, this is, this is an evolution for me too. And a growing process and and the recovering piece doesn't stop just because I've been sober a long time. And so hopefully, you know, and, and, um, it, hopefully it makes me, you know, I was talking to someone and they're like, yeah, the fact that you have 15 years sober and that, you know, you have your shit together and you have, you know, like whatever you, you own a business, this, that, that doesn't make you relatable to people. But what does make you relatable to people is that you, you're you still in the recovery process. And I very much am and don't ever want to people to think that I am saying like, oh, I'm recovered. This is, you know, I'm good. This is, this is definitely work I still have to do. And the, <laughs> for me, it's, you know, it's like the food stuff was my first addiction. Uh, it'll probably be my last. And and everything in between. So just like really trying to work through that. And it was the only thing that I had during the pandemic because all the fun stuff, all the self-care, all that stuff went away. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And I needed to do something really different to to get better, to like to to get back on track um, emotionally, mentally, physically. So I'm excited. There's lots of stuff that I learned and lots of stuff to talk about with regard to that and um, relating. But 
uh, I think we should save that for season three. I'm so excited. There's your teaser, everybody. And uh, I just, I have to say that I'm just so proud of you because I know making that decision was gut-wrenching for you. And, you know, you had to leave your husband, you had to leave your kids, you had to leave your home, you know, behind with the comfort of home, you know, and, and after especially being quarantined for so long. And you had so much that you had to face and work through and you just did it with, I mean, I know it wasn't easy, but you just like, you faced it and you were so courageous in it. And, you know, you, you turned 15 years sober during that. And (laughs) I was like, Hey, 15. I was like, I know I wanted to come (laughs) and like hug you, but you were too too far away. But I mean, I just, I honestly, I think that you know, 15 is such a milestone. Anything is a milestone you with sobriety, but 15 is such a milestone year. And I just thought it spoke such volumes that, you know, you are walking what you're talking about and talking about how recovery never stops. And just because, you know, you, you are 15 years sober, it doesn't mean I'm recovered. Yay. Which knew, which is what I thought whenever you know, going back to the beginnings of me learning all about this, I thought it was like, oh, there's a marathon and it's hard, but there's a finish line. And there really truly isn't. It it keeps going. And that's why it's one day at a time. And I just thought, gosh, like what a beautiful part of your like testimony, you know, turning 15 years sober while you're receiving treatment. I just, I just couldn't be any prouder of you Thank and of you. who you are and and what you do and who you are to the world just because you're you know you're doing it you're doing it and this is it's possible thank you yeah i you know I, I take my recovery very seriously because it's it really is life and death for me for real and i tried to use all my tools and my tools weren't i mean they weren't really working they were it wasn't really working and and my experience is such that if what you're doing isn't working, then you need to ask for help. And if you want something different, you have to do something differently. And that, and I, I had my own words echoing in my head. Right? It's hard. It's this is hard stuff. And asking for help, doing something differently, sometimes means being very uncomfortable. And being willing to be uncomfortable—that's where the growth is. So, you know, if you're, I I know so many people who, and and the pandemic, you know, what that did for me was I have a ton of responsibilities in my life and it removed all the things that were fun about my life. And so my life became all responsibilities and I, it was a slow burn. Um, I did well for a while and I held on and, you know, I think towards the end, I just, it was exhausting. And and then the depression made me more tired and, you know, and it was just like this, this kind of snowball effect. And I think that happened for a lot of people. And I, and I know a lot of people don't have the luxury to be able to go somewhere for 30 days. Honestly, I didn't think I did either, but turns out, (laughs) turns out I made it happen. Um, But, you know, I know that a lot of people don't have that luxury and, what I can say is just because you don't have the luxury to do that doesn't mean that you can't do something really differently and and ask for help. And I needed other people to help me do it. I need, and I kept saying, you know, it was hard for people. It was interesting is me asking for help. It was kind of hard for people to hear. 
around me. They were like, no, you'll be okay. You know, no, you got this. You know what to do. Just blah, 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 blah. And I had to ask several times before I was taken really seriously. And I think that can happen if you're sober a long time and, you know, people are like, no, you're, you look fine. You're not drinking. Like, compared to where you were, you're doing so well, you know? I'm like, right. yeah, compared to where I was, but I don't want to compare to where I was because that was, you know, that was a really bad place. Like I want to, I want to be in a better place than this. And so, yeah, having those, having stand, those standards for your recovery, like I don't want to just survive. I want to thrive. I want to feel good. I want to experience joy. And the food was really taking that away from me. And the reason the food was something I was employing in the first place had to do with the, you know, the lack of joy that I was finding in my life with all the little things and because it just became all the responsibilities. So yeah, I, I was willing to do, to address the food stuff. I mean, I'm still doing it, but I was willing to do it drastically that way so that I could stay sober long-term because for me, it all ends up in the same place. Like the food is the numbing agent and then it stops working and then uh, I feel like shit and then I continue to feel like shit over and over and over again. And eventually, I don't know if it's six months, a year, 10 years, but eventually I make a decision that I don't want to live this way anymore. And that decision is, is you know, historically been a really shitty one. So yeah, it's it's, you know, I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but like you may think that what does that have to do with being sober? What is what does your food have to do? What is not eating certain foods that are alcoholic foods for me? What does that have to do with being sober? And for me, everything has to do with being sober. If it is affecting how I feel, if it is affecting my happiness, my joy, then ultimately at the end of the day, eventually it will affect my sobriety. And, you know, it's like having a chronic illness. It is having a chronic illness, right? Like your job, whatever you do, all of that stuff, the, the downstream effects are real and they're big. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful to everybody who stepped up and helped. And I'm really grateful for the experience, not least because I got better, but also because I have something new to offer right? Like some new and I'm, and I'm in it. And so I can share the struggles along the way. And hopefully there are other people who may be experiencing that and they get something out of it too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh gosh. Well, I can't wait for you to tell the full story season three. So you guys keep an eye out for that, but thanks for that teaser and that snippet you heard her, ladies and gentlemen, your beloved host is back and amazing as always. Love you so much. Love you so much. Excited for season three. I think it's going to be great. Me too. Me too. Yeah. All right, everybody. You take care. We'll see you real soon. This podcast is sponsored by LionRock.life. LionRock.life is a recovery community offering free online support group meetings, useful recovery information, and entertainment. Visit www.lionrock.life to view the meetings, schedule, and find additional resources find the joy in recovery at lionrock.life.